thank you so much for tuning in again today guys this is episode 13 of coco studio chats and first of all i have to say that i'm really sorry if you can hear some sort of background noise there is some sort of construction happening nearby and there's just not much i can do about that so we're just gonna have to roll with it and hopefully i can try to edit out most of that in post um We're going to get straight into it because I have like eight pages of notes to get through. Today, we're going to be talking about working for free. And I think this is quite a controversial topic um, because everyone has such strong opinions about whether creatives should or should not be working for free. Um, When I was doing some research about this episode, I literally came across articles and the title was why you should never work for free or when is it okay to work for free? So I know that everyone's got a completely different idea about this topic, um, as do I. I mean, I'm, I kind of sit on the fence about this at times. But today I thought I would talk through some examples of when working for free in the creative field can be really um, beneficial to, uh, to you. Um, And I will also talk about, at the end, things to keep in mind that can make working for free quite negative um, and maybe not worth your time. But pretty much, um, it's, it's sort of funny to get started. Like, it's funny because you wouldn't really even dare to ask someone who is outside of the creative field to do something for free. Like, could you imagine going up to your accountant and being like, hey, can you please do my tax returns? But I'm not going to pay you because uh, you need exposure. Like you just would not do that. And it's it's really sad that we are in this sort of culture where it is okay for clients to come to creatives, especially and specifically starting creatives um, and just expect so much work to be done for free. Um, and if you did like ask someone that's outside of the creative field to work for free, you'd probably be met with a very blunt response with like zero hesitation, um, like, no, what the hell are you talking about? Like, I'm not doing this for free. Whereas us creatives sometimes, and again, especially at the beginning of your career, we like to please. And I think we also sometimes think that it's okay um, to do work for free. And sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. Like, Like I said, this is such a like I'm so on the fence sometimes about this, as I mentioned, and it is such a gray area. Um, I think that there's a time and place for it. Um, And again, sometimes there is not a time and place for it. So it's up to you to take away what you wish from this episode. Um, But I personally, it's funny because I never really felt comfortable doing design work for free because I studied a bachelor's degree in graphic design Um, you know, and I have a huge hex debt to show for that. And I have a graduation certificate and I have all these things to show that I studied, um, at university for graphic design. So when people came up to me at the start and asked for me to do work for free, it really got under my skin because I had friends that were studying other degrees and I just know that they would never, ever in a million years experience that, you know, experience someone coming up to them and saying, Hey, can you teach my kid for free or can you do this for free and blah, blah, blah. So it really, really got under my skin. But later on um, in my business, when I started offering a new service that I had not studied, 
and that I had zero portfolio for, this is when I decided that working for free was the way to go for me personally at that time. So I am going to go straight into it because like I said, I've got a lot of notes to get through. Um, I'm going to delve into certain positive and negative situations surrounding working for free. And I think that after some experience in the industry, it 100% gets easier to recognize which unpaid opportunities to accept and which ones to pass up. So number one of something that I think can be quite useful to do for free is collaborations or exchange of services. So this is when you are doing your services for someone else and you are getting something in return. Um, And a collaboration would be sort of a similar thing, like you are giving your services to someone else um, in the hopes of maybe getting uh, your audience to them, their audience to you, um, and things like that. So you have to make sure in this instance that there is an equal exchange of value. Like I said, you want to make sure that both parties are walking away with some sort of value attached to whatever the project or collaboration was. Um, This can be really, really great if you are really wanting a specific partnership. Um, You know, if it's maybe someone you admire a lot in the industry and you you want to work with them, um, doing a collaboration can actually be, in a way, a really good excuse to get on their radar and actually work with them in a capacity that doesn't involve them having to pay for your services. But in the end, you're probably going to walk out being really, really happy that you got to work with someone that you have always admired in the industry or even if it's a brand that you really want to work with and you want to try out their product, um, you could go up to them and say, hey, let's do a collaboration. I'm going to take some photos for free um, and in exchange, you know, I get to use your product. So this option of collaborations can be a really legitimate um like way of exposing your brand and your name out there um, or when you get something really valuable in return. So for example, I have a friend in the industry um, who has done a collaboration with a company, a really, really big company that sells products. So how it works is she actually posts on Instagram um, about their product and she gets to be sent their product in return for free that she uses on a day-to-day basis in her business. So to her, it's like, this is amazing. All I have to do is, you know, share about this product on my Instagram. And of course, it is a product that she uses um, authentically and she actually loves. So that's a really, really great way to um, do some stuff for free where you're posting online and you are getting an equal exchange of value in return by getting those free products from the company sent to you. So I actually would love to tell you guys about a story of when I had a collaboration happen and it actually was not the best experience. It actually was quite negative. And I hope that you guys can learn from my mistakes. So this, these people and this brand, I'm not going to name them. So basically I was approached by them to do a video for them. And at first they didn't mention anything about payments um, when I first kind of saw them in person. And you know what, I was, I kind of assumed that it was going to be paid and I was like, cool, I'm really excited for this. Um, it's a really, really great opportunity. Um, and a few days later, 
we decided to get on a call just to actually go through some details and go through what is actually going to be happening on the day, what am I filming, pretty much what the deal is. And on this phone call, this is when they mentioned that this was going to be a a free kind of service, um, that they weren't going to be able to pay me. And what's kind of funny is that without, without, you know, saying too much, the thing that I was filming for was supposed to be like a women in business day, women supporting each other and all that kind of stuff. Um, And it's quite ironic that they did not see the irony in asking me to do my work for free as a a woman who runs a small business um, while they are trying to, you know, promote supporting women. So that really got under my skin. Um, So that was probably the first red flag that I should have noticed, um, but I didn't. And I showed up and there was four videographers for a 25-person event, um, which is just the most bizarre thing I had ever seen in my life. When you think of weddings that have, you know, 100 people, they usually most of the time will have one videographer and one photographer. But for some reason, these people decided that for a 25-person event, they would need four videographers. And it was such a pain because in all of my shots, in almost all of my shots, you could see one of the other videographers um, in the back walking around with her camera. Um, And I did chat to all of them and it turned out that all of them weren't getting paid. So that did make me feel better knowing that I wasn't the only one not getting paid. And it was the same for everyone. Um, But yeah, that was another red flag. As soon as I turned up and I saw so many videographers, I was like, okay, these people are trying to exploit a lot of people for their service and get a lot out of this um, day event. And it was funny because they promised things like exposure um, and networking, but how can you network when you're working all day and when you're shooting? Um, And equally, they promised exposure um, and connections, but this was a very, and still is a very, very new company. They had under a thousand followers at the time on Instagram And let me tell you right now that under a thousand followers will get you very, very little exposure. Um, I have done work with people that have 10,000 followers. And even then, the exposure and the engagement that I get back on my account is very little. So under a thousand, you know, I'm not discrediting accounts that have under a thousand. I had under a thousand followers for a very long time and I still don't even have that many followers. That's not even the point. But when you're promising exposure to someone, um, you can't really do that with that amount of followers. So that was my experience with, um, this was actually, I think, maybe the first collaboration, the first real collaboration I did. Um, And looking back in hindsight, it just wasn't the best experience. So it's just really, really important that if you are going to go into a collaboration with someone, that you set clear intentions before starting and that you really analyze whether this is going to be worth it for you. And something that I feel really, really dumb about is that this video that I was doing for these people um, is like an events video. So it was literally just me shooting their event. Um, And that is not what I want to be doing at all with videos, with videography and my services. Um, events, you know, any kind of events, corporate weddings, whatever, birthdays. Um, that is not my goal at all with video. Um, and don't get me wrong, if it was a paid 
um, job, then maybe I would do it just because, you know, at the end of the day, I do want to be able to pay my bills um, each month. But when you're doing something for free, if it's not going to actually be something that you can put in your portfolio at the end of it, um, you really have to think about whether it is worth it or not for you. Um, And it's really annoying because you don't want to resent the work that you're doing for free because it will cause you so much anxiety and so much stress and it will be a very, very negative headspace to be in. And that's exactly how I was. I was resenting this project so, so much. Um, and the work that you'll end up doing for it won't be your best work. And I didn't, I haven't even put that video anywhere, um, but mostly because I don't want to advertise that I do events. So yeah, so collaborations, I hope that gives you an idea about how that looks like as well as exchanging your services. Um, because if you do it correctly, that can be um, a really great opportunity to give your services for free. Um, but I did want to share about, you know, my negative experience um, because I hope that that will make you guys really, really analyze and reflect upon the um, opportunity that has been presented to you or before you go out and seek an opportunity that you really need to reflect upon whether that is going to be worth it, what are you going to be gaining out of it um, and all of those things. So number two for uh, what I think is a really positive way to do work for free is internships slash work experience. So this is a pretty classic and common form of free work for pretty much any industry um, that I can think of. And this can really help you in many, many ways. It can help you build your networking. Um, You can get your name out there. You know, you can get your senior designer to critique your work. For example, if you are working in a design agency, that can be really, really great to get someone's opinion who's been in the industry for years and years and years. Um, And if you're lucky and if they're a really nice person, um, a lot of times you can potentially even get them to become your mentor over the years and continue having that relationship with them. As maybe you want to start your own business, they can be there as a guiding hand. Another great thing that can come from this is that you will be exposed to new tools and programs and processes that this big agency or, you know, wherever you're doing your internship at is using and doing on a day-to-day basis. Um, And that can be a really, really great transferable experience of the commercial design process that you might not find when you just go and work for yourself straight out of uni like I did. Um, I did not get to experience at all what like a big agency um I guess, what they do on the day-to-day basis and what processes they use. Um, And I probably could have gotten a lot out of that. Um, So I actually did one internship when I was at uni. It was pretty short-term. It was three months. Um, But it's I had a really great experience at this internship because it was very flexible and you could actually have a lot of say into what you wanted to do, um, what departments you wanted to be involved in, all that kind of stuff. Um, another really great positive that came out of that was I got a letter of recommendation at the end of the three months. Um, and I got to learn from others and be exposed to a lot of other creatives in Perth. Um, one of the girls that I was at this internship with actually is a big part in running, um, a design group called Perth Design Kids. So that's just to mention that it's a really great way to start building your contacts, um, in the industry. 
And if I was being fully honest, I definitely wish that I did more internships while I was at uni. Um, because as I've mentioned just now, it is such a great opportunity to get yourself out there and to learn so many new skills um, and things that you can really take away with you once you start your own career. Um, And I believe that if you are going to be doing an internship, you really need to impress and show them what you're made of because a lot of time this can actually lead into a full-time job. So I have a great friend of mine who I went to uni with who did an internship um, at a really, really great place and straight out of uni she had a job there waiting for her. So that just goes to show how, um, how great it can be to do these kind of things because it can literally give you a job straight out of your um, studies. Um, make sure that you are allowed to use the work that you create um, during your work experience, during your internship and into your portfolio. Obviously, every workplace is different, but if you can at least have an open conversation with your employer and tell them, look, I would love to use this work that I'm doing here in my portfolio because I want to work for myself and I want to open up my own business and hopefully they can be understanding enough to let you do that. So number three, another really great option of when you can work for free, in my opinion, is at the beginning of your career and when you are really trying to build your reputation. So when you are launching your side hustle or your business, it's really hard sometimes to sort of expect people to pay for your services if you don't have any work to show for it. Um, And let me just circle back to something I said earlier, which was that I really didn't like this concept because I actually had studied graphic design. And in my head, because I had this um, higher education um, bachelor degree, right, and certificate to show for it, um, I really hated the fact that I had to do some stuff for free. But sometimes it is just inevitable and it just has to happen. Um, and what's really important for this is that you should set a limit for how long you will work for free or how many projects you will do for free. Um, it's, I think that this is a great way to remind you that it is just temporary and it gives you a goal to work towards, um, so that you're not just feeling really down about yourself because you're working for free all the time. And instead, you know that you're going to do this for, let's say three months you're going to work your butt off, get as much experience as you can. And then you're going to, um, you know, maybe get, then you're going to be launching your business with all this portfolio work um, and starting to price for your work. Um, I am going to be chatting about later on how that can be or can have a negative kind of journey to it. But yeah, personally, I had to do some work for at the beginning and that's just sometimes the way it is, as annoying as it can be. Um, but without clear boundaries set at the beginning, your clients may feel that it is perfectly okay to continue along the same lines. So that is why I mentioned that it's really important to set boundaries, have your limits and be clear, set your terms, um, and tell them how much you maybe will be charging them at a later stage so, so that they are aware that this is temporary, that you are doing them a big favor by doing this for free and that, you know, three months from now, if they come back to you, this is the amount that they should expect to be paying. 
And another really great thing about working for free is that it can allow you to find your style and explore your creativity without feeling like you are super stressed because someone is paying you $500 for a logo. Um, But instead, you can take your time and you can actually explore and find your niche without that stress of the payment um, and the weight that comes with that as well. So number four is something that I've had really, really great experiences in when it comes to working for free. And that is when you are launching a new service um, or even just exploring a new idea that you want to bring into your business. So this might be when you have, like I said, a new business idea or service that you want to try and maybe just test out the market first before you actually start paying for it and before you make it an official service within your business framework. So I felt very comfortable doing work for free while I was sussing out my videography skills and whether or not this would be a great option to have within my business. Um, I kind of had a really good gut feeling about it and that it would work really, really well for me. But because I never studied videography and I had literally zero portfolio to show for my skills, um, I did not feel comfortable at all asking for money um, and to be paid from clients because I just felt like a complete imposter. Like how dare I ask for money when they don't even get to see what my work is like before employing me. So what I did is I reached out to a bunch of different um, people that I really wanted to work with and I did all of their video work for free. I think I did about six or seven videos for free, um, which is a lot and a lot of hours. But to me, it was 100% worth it because it was getting my name out there that, hey, I can actually do videos for you. Um, And it was also allowing me to work with some pretty cool people in the industry. Um, For example, I did a video, a promo video for Olive and July Spa in South Perth. Um, And they are probably one of the top spas in Perth. And now my video is on their homepage. Um, I think that as the owner of Olive and July was mentioning to me that they get a lot of traffic, um, as you could imagine, a top spa would get. So it's really cool to know that a lot of people are seeing my videos um, as soon as they land on their website. Um, And funnily enough, from doing that video for free, it led me to two paying clients. So that just shows you how amazing and how worthwhile it can be to put yourself out there and to reach out to a company um, that you really want to work with, do something for them, and eventually it will pay off and it will open a lot more doors for you. Um, And that's just personally the experience that I had. And I wouldn't change a thing. It was the best thing that I ever did to get my video work out there. Um, And it was just the best way for me to go about it. Um, Another example that I have of this is a friend of mine in the industry who is a photographer um, who's based in Perth, really wanted to start having shoots and clients in the southwest region. So Margaret River, Dunsborough, Bustleton, those kind of areas, she really wanted to start shooting there and having clients there. So what she did is she reached out to people who were in that region um, and she put up a post on her Instagram saying, you know, I'm looking for people to shoot. I will do it for free. Um, And then you'll get an amazing 
um, gallery of photos for you completely free to keep forever. Um, And by doing this, she is making it known to her followers and to potential clients that she is available for shoots in that region. Um, So she did a lot of shoots for free and from that she gains more and more exposure into being able, like I said, to do work in that region and that people know that she's not just a Perth-only photographer. So that's another really great example. Um, If you are trying to target a specific pool of clients like my friend was, um, sometimes it can be really great to reach out to them, do some stuff for free, and then their friends will see it um, and their friends' friends will see it and it just grows and grows from there. So that is a really, really great example, in my opinion, of when working for free can be really, really great. Um, You can refine your skills while you're doing it. You can, like I said, get paid work from the free work. Um, And also you can kind of prove to yourself that you can actually do this um, new service that you're trying to launch or new idea that you're trying to bring out into the market. Um, It can be really, really self-assuring to know that it can work after you've done a few um, jobs for free. So those were my top four um, situations and examples of when I really do believe that working for free can have a really great um, impact on you and can really help you move forward in your career. Um, In saying that, working for free, like I said at the beginning in the creative industry, it is a really, really sad thing sometimes that it is an expectation and that it is normal for people to come out and actually ask for people to do work for free. Um, In doing some research for this episode, I came across an article on the australiacouncil.gov.au website, and it's called An Economic Study of Professional Artists in Australia. And I skipped through to chapter eight when they talk about income and expenditure, and they compare the average income for creatives in Australia compared to all other um, professional occupations, so such such as accountancy, law, teaching, and business management, and so on. Um, And it actually shocked me how big this gap is. So the average income, the average total income uh, in the financial year of 2014 to 2015 was $48,400 for um, creatives. And all uh, all other earners Australia-wide, all employees, the average income for them was $61,600. And so that just shows you how much creatives are already earning a lot less um, and how much as clients it really is important to value the work that creatives are doing and to pay them when it is right to do so. And on top of this, the 2014 to 2015 study showed that almost 60% of a creative's working time at their creative activities um, only earned them 39% of their total income from this source. So a lot of them, a lot of creatives have to have a side hustle um, while they are working another job. So unfortunately, there can be a lot of um, situations where working for free can have some negative consequences. And I did want to touch on that because I don't want to pretend like it is all positive all the time. Like I said, I've had my own negative experiences as well as good. So I do want to highlight both of those aspects of the topic. So and a thing that it can be really, really awful for is it devalues your time and abilities. 
And on top of that, it also devalues your creative field and your peers. Um, Because if you're charging, so if you're a graphic designer like I am, and you are charging $0 for a logo, it really brings down the value of graphic designers and the value that we bring to our clients if you are charging so, so little. Um, So that is one of the unfortunate, you know, realities of charging nothing. Um, The other thing is, and this is what I experienced with the, um, the events video I talked about earlier on, is that you won't prioritize it. And as bad as that sounds, it is true. When you are, um, you know, approached to do work for free, oftentimes you will end up resenting it and you will end up just not wanting to do it and you'll put it off and you would much rather, you know, work on paid work and with paid clients if you do have that as well and you'll end up potentially making um, a bad reputation for yourself um, if you are not putting your 100% in the work, which I understand it is, that's fair enough because if you're not happy with what you're getting from it, it is totally understandable that you will have some form of resentment towards the project. And that is why it is so important to make sure that you are happy with what you will be getting out of the project you are doing for free. Um, and you have to make sure that you are getting something really valuable and gaining something really, really helpful um, in return. The other thing is you cannot cash in exposure to pay your bills. Exposure will not help you to actually put food on the table. Um, And this is extremely important for people that do this full-time. You know, if your creative business is your full-time gig, like it is for me, this could not be more true. You know, I think that it can be really helpful at times if you are working somewhere else, so you, if you have multiple income streams um, and there is a really great opportunity opportunity that comes up to do work for free, oh, sorry, for exposure, and if it is legitimate exposure, that can be really great. But when you're working full-time for yourself and when your creative business is paying for all of your bills, um, <clears throat> it is really, really annoying when people do come up to you and say, can you please do this for free um, and you'll get great exposure out of it well, I cannot go and cash in exposure and pay my bills with it. So that is really, really annoying. Um, Another thing is that your clients can often not value the project as much if they are not paying for it, right? Like this is common sense to me. If I'm paying for something, I'm going to be so much more invested in it and making sure that it is exactly how I want it and I'm going to be excited about it. And if I'm not paying for something, Um, And if it doesn't work out in the end, I'm not going to care that much. And oftentimes this is the mindset that clients can have when you are doing something for them for free. So you really need to make sure that the people that you do choose to work with are people that are going to respect you and respect your creative abilities, um, even when you may or may not do work for them for free. So another thing that working for free can bring is less boundaries. Because when you think about it, when money is involved in a project, it sort of dictates everything. So it dictates what the scope of the project is, uh, what the deliverables are, because obviously as you added more deliverables, then you added more money. Um, So when you are working on a project that has no budget and that has no money involved, 
the boundaries can get really, really blurry. Um, and clients can really often try to add more on or get you to work more hours and things like that. Um, and you're getting obviously nothing in return. Um, so that is another really big downside of working for free is that it just creates a lot of gray area um, for people to maybe take advantage of you um, and exploit your services. So please make sure that if you are going to be doing this, um, that you need to be really, really happy with what you are getting in return. I cannot stress that enough. Um, So as much as I don't think anyone should expect a creative to work for free, sometimes as I've walked through with you guys um, those four situations, um, you can really evaluate and ask yourself if it is worth it for you, what you are getting out of it, um, how this experience can help you in the long run. And from there, you can make a really well-educated response whether or not you should work for free. Guys, if you are still stuck on this topic and if you don't know whether you should work for free or not, while I was doing my research, I came across an amazing website. It's so funny. It's called shouldiworkforfree.com and it's literally a flowchart and it just guides you through all the different scenarios um, and it gives you an answer at the end of whether or not you should work for free. So that is, if you are really stuck, a really great um, thing that you can do. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Um, If you did, leave a review and I look forward to seeing you guys next week. And next week I'm actually having a guest on and I'm really, really excited to bring back those episodes of chatting with fellow creative business owners about their journey and about their businesses. Um, So look out for those episodes coming next week. Bye.